story. Welcome back to another episode of Pilot Boys. I am your host, Caesar. Today I have editor extraordinaire. Michelle. Yeah, I brought you in today to talk about your performance. Wow. Getting ready. I've edited out I can't, a I lot can't of pay crazy you. shit, so like... I, I can't pay you. I mean, I already knew that. Anyways, today we are doing the boys Plug our show. The boys. The new Amazon show that was developed by Guess Who? Seth Rogen? No. I mean, he was a producer, but... Who developed it then? Eric... Eric Kripke. Really? Yeah. Oh, shit. I could see a little bit of influences, right? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I what has that guy done? He did, he's doing that Revolution show. Remember that one? Oh. That was like that 2012. Like, was that canceled shit right away, hard. wasn't it? Which one? Didn't it get canceled right away? It, it went to a second season, but it just it was not good. I don't remember. I remember like being interested, but I don't remember it at all. Well, anyway, Eric Kripke is, of course, the man behind Supernatural, Supernatural aside from Mick G, obviously. Who... Super Who Lock. But yeah, you're a big fan of Supernatural still, right? I totally fell off. Wow. So you have no commitment. I think saying. the last thing I saw was... Uh, was it when Dean became a demon? But then he wasn't so a isn't demon. He a- Aren't we all demons? Isn't that the whole fucking oh point fucking of that show? God. No, some of us are prophets. Anyway, so the comic was created by Garth Ennis and Derek Robertson. And it's about the this like, not an agency, but like this group of kind of, I don't know, misfits? Not misfits. Anti-heroes? But not really watchmen. They're basically like a they like a watch kind of a group who checks superheroes. Yes. I mean that hasn't really fully been revealed into oh, it, sorry. You know, in the first Spoiler episode. Spoiler alert. But that's kind of the premise of the show. But me and Michelle were fans of the comic, so we were kind of excited to yeah. do this episode. What do you remember from the comic? Simon Pegg. That's it. So no. so so what do you what do you think about the first episode generally? What, um, what how does it feel watching it and then like based on what you remember from the comic, like did it feel faithful? Did it feel different? I feel like I don't remember a lot of the comic. I do know that they did add Huey's dad, who's played by Simon Pegg. Which was great. Which is hilarious because I mean, everyone kind of pegged Simon Pegg as Huey. Because he looks just like him. Everyone what? In the comic. Pegged. Ah, I didn't... Oh my god. I didn't even realize I did that. So, okay. I guess the first question is, how do you feel about... Like, when you go into new shows that are based on stuff to be, you've read, do you expect them to be faithful? Or do I you just kind of just... Like, every, every time something gets adapted for TV or, like, as a movie... There's always so many changes put into it. Mm. So for this, I don't remember if Huey's girlfriend died in the comics. Is yeah, that... that that happened. Well, so I guess we can just. I don't know. How, I, I'm I'm losing the the structure of the show. <laughs> 
I forgot. But all right, so I I really enjoyed it for the most part. We'll come back to your ideas of that later. Okay. I thought it was. A, I thought it was for for just the first episode. It was pretty strong. It was like it kind of had everything that like it needed for a pilot. It, it it sets up, you know, kind of the character motivations and the world that's going on. But it's also like a commentary, which is I think this per this show's perfect for now, which is odd because you know superheroes are always in favor, but to the height that they've reached now this show is like a perfect critique yeah. of that kind of superhero culture and, and that kind of shit it's doing a lot for me so i'm a fan and this is the second time i watched it so a quick recap of the first episode there's like three different storylines going on or two i guess main storylines but one of them is with huey who kind of works at like this electronic store and he is meeting up with his girlfriend, and then this this superhero runs, this, like, speed superhero runs and, like... Crashes into blows her. Blows her, like, <laughs> kind of blows her up into just blood and bones. Yeah. He and was then, just going super fast, and he crashes into her, causing her to, like, explode. Yeah, and then after that, he meets this guy named Billy, Billy Butcher, who kind of because so after she dies they offer him an an nda and he decides that he's not going to take it because they they were kind of just disrespectful billy butcher offers him kind of a way to get back at them and we start to see that unfold in the first episode but there's also another storyline going on with uh starlight starlight who is kind of one of the up-and-coming heroes is going to get accepted into the seven which is like the justice league or if anything, it's, it's like SNL, which is kind of relevant right now. Yeah. But uh, so, yeah. So I, one of the things that I wanted to, I guess we'll, we'll circle back to it. Is so when you look at things like this, kind of the, you know, the, the adaptations, what do you expect? Do you have any expectations? What ruined expectations for adaptations for you, if any? I think I've, I've just kind of like learned to have no expectations, to just expect it to be its own thing, because I feel like I well, have Do you live on the edge? Oh my god. Because I feel like overall, I've... I don't think I've ever seen a perfect adaptation where it's like, oh, they stuck exactly to the source material. Hmm. So it's like, why am I going to set myself up for disappointment by like expecting something to stick, hmm. knowing that normally it doesn't? Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I think so like what ruined expecting things for you? Like what piece of media ruined it for you? I don't remember anything. And why exactly. is it The Walking Dead? <laughs> I wasn't even thinking The Walking Dead, but yeah, The Walking Dead definitely. There was another one that was really bad, too. I'm forgetting it. It what? wasn't bad, but I remember we were kind of disappointed in the Gone I hated Girl. Kick-Ass. I didn't like Wanted. Or I did like Wanted, but it was like completely... I never saw Wanted. For me, Wanted is the one that like... Ruined it for Expect you? the unexpected. Like, mm. which is a weird way of putting it, but it's more like that one deviated so heavily from the source material that I was just like, I see them as two separate things. So when, when, when Watch... When, uh, not Watchmen... Walking Dead came out, I was just like, oh, well, these are two completely separate things. Like, yeah, yeah. I can't even think of them as the same. 
so yeah, for this one, I, I felt kind of like they did a really good job at kind of staying true to the source material. Yeah. Like, I think the, the general feel was there. Definitely. There was kind of like a... And, you know, when, when I was watching it, I noticed that there was kind of that filter that Eric Kripke loves. Like, I don't, it's, I don't know if it's saturation, but all of well, his like shows... saturation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or like the contrast is turned up or something. Yeah. Like... I feel it's like, like there's, there's... everything looks super gray, but then, like, certain colors just are super saturated. Yeah. Like, yeah. nothing ever really... I, and I, I think that feeds into... It works for the show, I think. Because it feeds into kind of, like, the darkness of the show. Because yeah. the show's very dark. Because it's about how... I mean, essentially, superheroes are gods. And now there's an agency who checks them. It's It's, it's very much, like, following in line with, like... The idea of who watches the Watchmen. Yeah. Which is, you know, not a new idea. It's, I think he got that from some fucking Shakespeare play or some Roman thing. I honestly Alan Moore. don't know. But, I mean, yeah. So, so I think what, I, what worked a lot for me in this show, because Garth Ennis's stuff has been ad- adapted a few times. And I should also say that this was co-produced by Seth Rogen and... Evan Goldberg, who were the producers slash, you know, co-creators on Preacher. And Preacher... I never watched that. Preacher's one of those shows that fits into the kind of the adaptation conversation. Was because it not it's, good? It's so wildly different that it's hard to even think of them as the same. Mm. Like, it's... I think they almost made, like, a comedy action show instead of, like a fantasy like a dark fantasy i don't even know because preacher is such a it's it's almost like a dark western kind of fantasy thing there is a lot of humor to it but i mean seth rogan evan goldberg always gonna kind of lean into the the humor aspect but i feel like this one didn't feel as slapstick as preacher could be sometimes Mm. especially not in the first episode Maybe that's Kripke, because Kripke loves to fucking go dark, always. But I feel like this, I mean, I actually think he's a good fit for this show. Like, based on his past work, this this kind of is right up his alley. Yeah. And it kind of makes sense. And I think it could, it could do a lot for him. Because who the fuck watches Supernatural anymore? Millions actually, of people. a lot Millions of people, of people still, that, watch that's it. still watch it. <laughs> that's why it's still around. But who it, likes it anymore? What actually? season it is on? Is I it think like, it's like 15 or 15 or 20? Fuck. So, how do you feel about the, that? Like the general premise of like, I guess this is the more philosophical part of like who checks, you know, like these god figures. Like if we were to sub them out for superheroes, and just you know, talk about celebrities. Like, yeah, is this I was going to say, like, I feel like it's just a critique of, like, our society. Like, you just hear about people with money and famous people just, like, getting away with so much. Yeah, and, and, and I think because stars have been aging a lot and, like, kind of doing this, like, tell-all kind of shit. Yeah. Like, uh, Quincy Jones was, like, revealing that, you know, a lot of these famous people were, like, had, you know, like, homoerotic or, like you know, bi-curious or just gay. They were just gay for the most part. Yeah. But it was a lot of, like, that debauchery lifestyle where it was just, we'll do whatever we want. Exactly. Do you think 
It's like a, what is it called? Eyes wide shut? Yeah. So do you think that this is kind of like a critique? Is this a critique of the Me Too? Or is this kind of like the Me Too immortalized in a story? Like, does it... Because obviously any piece of media takes new meaning in the era that it's in. Like, had this been created a few... Had this been developed a few years ago, the same meanings wouldn't have applied. Yeah. Like, we, we know of people who are terrible... Like, you know, the Roman Polanskis or whatever. Yeah. But now there's like, it's commonplace to kind of not trust any celebrity now. Yeah. Like, does does this show speak to our growing disdain or dislike for kind of the new gods, which are celebrities? I think so. It's just like... Why do you, why do you think that it does speak to that? I just feel like now... I don't want to say, like, with social media, but, yeah, with social media and, like, just the spread of news and stuff like that. Like, it's so much easier to kind of get some insight into what's going on into celebrities, like, mm. lives and, like, what's going on. So... But a lot of the stuff that has been coming to light is beyond social media. Like, it happened when it wasn't in the social media era. Well, that's true. And some, I mean, of, the star- I, I, and some of the stars who have been revealed aren't you know on social media like harvey weinstein wasn't flicking it up on instagram you know yeah i know but i feel like it spread like wildfire because of it mm. like i feel like the me too movement like well, i mean it's also it's me too and cancel culture kind of stuff yeah it's not just me too yeah well i just feel like that's kind of very in the space that social media is in right now mm. it's just kind of like a i don't want to say cancel culture but like I guess calling shit out. Call out culture? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I mean, well, like, okay, so if this show were to be kind of like, you know, a metaphor or a stand-in for, or a critique, or, see, because I don't think it critiques it. I think it kind of falls in line with the idea of, like, we put too much faith in the people who kind of entertain us like we we worship them in in kind of unhealthy way i think the show's starting to it's it's more about like critiquing our toxic behavior or like our toxic like our adoration of of celebrities, celebrities. stan culture <laughs> but i also think that it does critique like the idea of superheroes very obviously like that's in the text yeah, because it's like, if superheroes were real, like, no one would be able to check them. Does this feel like a spiritual successor to Watchmen? Yeah, I, I totally get that. Does it feel like a darker version? Or, like, just as dark? I want to say darker in the sense that, like, every superhero in, like, The Boys is kind of... A piece of shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's true. I think the difference between, like, and I think Watchmen's a good place to kind of, you know, compare. I think that the one of the main differences is that Watchmen has a lot more subtlety. It's not as, like, there isn't this inherent belief that all superheroes are bad. Mm. There is kind of still that hope that some of these people are good. And I think here it's kind of done in, like, these dichotomies. Where there's like the really good and the the, the stand-in for the like the the pure is supposed to be Starlight. Yeah. 
And then the one who's supposed to be the worst is like the guy who I don't remember his name. The Holmes. the deep the guy who like jerks off in front of fucking Louis C.K. Yeah, um. that's that's a very like I <laughs> that mean, was but, the but, first thing I thought of when he whipped his dick out. I was but also like, like oh, that, fuck. I mean, like again, that's taken new meaning in this current era. But yeah. that had already was I was already in the comics like a long time ago. Yeah, is it prophetic? Like, is it? Did it? You know. I don't know. Say that this was gonna come. Like, was maybe Louis C.K. Was he talking is, about uh, Louis C.K. Right, Garth Ennis, the I think he's Irish or Scottish. He predicted it a long time ago, or what? <laughs> but okay, so I think that a lot of Ennis's work is about kind of the inner darkness of people mm-hmm. and the way that that applies to the quote unquote people we hold up so high. Yeah. And more than anything, it it, help, it like makes you reflect on why we worship people and like the you know kind of the the nature of adoration with people we don't know. I think that this this continues with that. Like if if preacher, and I think this is this is one of his more like recent er kind of comics. Like it came out two thousand thirteen, twelve, and. Preacher was kind of a critique of religion and the way that we just kind of blindly follow. I think he, he likes to just kind of ridicule the people who blindly follow people. The sheeple. Yeah. I think that this is this is very much a critique of that. Of like the people who who understand things kind of narrowly or kind of don't question. I don't know. I'm so I'm so I mean, I just watched it recently, like couple minutes ago or a couple you know like 30 minutes ago and i'm trying to figure out so if he's holding a mirror to the audience saying like this is you like you're you're the reason why they're so powerful Mm, like i don't think he's saying i don't think they're saying with with this first episode i don't think they're kind of absolving you know the audience of making them so powerful i think there is kind of like a you're responsible for the worshiping of kind of these new gods, but also for keeping them in power. And I mean, that takes various layers because we can look at it as just like, you know, for putting them in power, we could just think about Disney. Like the reason why superhero movies are so successful is because we continue to go support them. Yeah. So I think it is kind of a critique of like, you're as much responsible in this as much as anyone else. So it's holding a mirror to the audience, but you don't think it's holding like celebrities or anything? Oh, absolutely. I think it, it vilifies them. So you think completely. it's like kind of holding both of them accountable is what you're saying? Yeah, I think that it, it holds kind of the people who put them in power responsible. Okay. And the people themselves. But I think that like nowadays, the conversation is always about like, oh, we were you know, we were duped into thinking like he was a good person or like there's, there's always this idea of like the deception behind these people, but is it deception if you've never questioned it before? Like if you didn't even know what that person had done and you were worshiping, worshiping them like a God, even though you don't know them, Mm. what is your role in that? Yeah, I get you. Well, I was going to say the thing is that a lot of people I mean, they kind of do deceive in the sense that, like, they only show you, like, 
certain parts of their life, which I mean, also is fucked up on like the audience's part because it's like they're just projecting all these values onto these people that they don't know. So I guess I could see it both ways. But I was gonna say like like with Bill Cosby, mm-hmm. and like like everyone projected like the idea of like the father like onto him. You know what I mean? And I mean, in a sense, he kind of like rolled with it, but no one knew what he was doing like in the background. Like no one questioned him. We gave him like unchecked authority almost. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's why I think that the show is perfect for today because it critiques kind of our like our undeserved worship for people we don't even know. Yeah. It's like the way that we, I mean, even cons- even like standing culture, like you don't Stand really culture. actually know these people, but you worship them like crazy. And I, I think that like. Don't a- insult the beehive. Exactly. But like, you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. it's kind of, we're as much to blame as anyone else. That's true. For, I mean, not, not obviously I'm not saying like. You know the the victims of of the stuff that happened. I'm not saying that they're uh, I, to blame, but I'm saying that we've given them such status for entertaining us. Like we give them a free pass almost. Yeah, I mean Kanye has gotten like a million passes oh for all the stuff. Oh my god, seriously! Like people are. I mean, and now he's like on a God tour. Like he's on like a gospel thing. That's his whole tip now. It's like a mission or what? Well, his 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 entire like his merch is like Kanye is born again or something like that. What the fuck? Like, truly, yeah. He's basically <laughs> like people are calling it like Jesus walks too. What? Oh my god. Yeah. No. But it is kind of that like that like slippery nature, or, like that Bugs Bunny shit, or like oh did I do that kind of shit. I mean, it's, I wouldn't even say it isn't until now because I don't think that the idea of like calling out or canceling is fully there. Like I think that the net like canceled people isn't as much as the way social media made it out to seem. Yeah, no one's no one's ever really canceled. Like everyone just apologizes and then the like their stuff dies down for like a few months and then they come back and like the public just accepts them again. What if this and this is just I'm just spitballing. What if this is a revenge fantasy to the people who did awful shit? And just seeing them get, like, they're just desserts. What if Billy and the boys are this agency? I mean, it's, it's a fantasy of, like, what we actually wanted to, like, what some people actually wanted for the people who were persecuted. Like, is that too harsh? Is that a harsh reading of it? Like, in that way, is it critiquing call-out culture? I would say no, just because it was made, like, before this was even a thing like before call out culture but everything was... takes a different meaning when you put it out like i don't think they were purposely doing or they could have been who knows like i mean this is obviously what we're talking about is death of the author right like we don't know if that's what they wanted to directly say oh, okay okay but what i'm saying is like a lot of people want blood when they're calling out for you know the cancellation of certain people that's true often more than more than not, there is no blood. There isn't like, like I think call out culture is kind of this idea where like 
where we did this, like we called them out. Okay. Was there any charges? Was there, you know, like there's, there's never really that follow up. So I'm, I'm trying to figure out if this is kind of like so the a poisons. fantasy of like, I don't know, like a radical <laughs> call out or cancel culture person. I, I could see it that way. Yeah. Cause I mean, it's, it's literally like taking those ideas of like calling out and being the shit out of them. Because okay, so this is this is this is to feed into that that theory. Billy is not a good person. No, most of the boys are not good people. Mm-hmm. I don't always think that people who call out are the best people. They mm-hmm. just get the thrill of calling out. Because I don't think that the boys and I and this is this hasn't been shown yet to the extent that like you know the first episode kind of showed a little bit, but Billy very much is gets is gratified. By being the shit out of superheroes. Like he gets off on it. Yeah. And I think it's. it's, I think there are definitely those people in the midst. Of like. We want to we want to tear this person down. Mm. So it's just kind of like. It's not really. What they did. That's horrific to them. It's just that they want to tear them down. Oh absolutely. I mean that's. This is what like. The, the, this is one of the talking points of like conservatives. That they just say that like. People just do it to do it. And I mean, I think certainly there are those people. Mm. I don't think that everybody's one of those people, but I wonder if in that way, this is critiquing the people who want blood. Mm. I don't know, because I feel like the boys aren't really, I want to say they're not really portrayed in like a, they're kind of more portrayed as like antiheroes, I guess. Yeah. But antiheroes in the way where like, you still identify with them. And the way that you identify with the Punisher, or like, or you identify with Dexter, because yeah. he's he's killing kind of the people who are doing shitty things. Yeah. So I mean, I think the audience is supposed to identify with them. Well, this is this is the whole like flip the script shit, because like you're usually identifying with the superheroes. Yeah, that's true. But you never really see, and I think that's why you know they set it up that way, where like you never really see the other side of the ramifications of the shit they kind of do. Yeah. Like it doesn't. You know, a thousand people dying is a tragedy or whatever, whatever that fucking stupid saying is. <laughs> but one person dying is a tragedy. I forget the, you know what, what I mean? No. So like the difference between one person dying, it's like a big deal. But a thousand people dying, it's, you know, it's just kind of grouped together. Oh, okay. It's that idea. I, 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 we'll find the quote and we'll throw it in there. Totally. Um, Michelle, edit that in. But Don't. you get what I'm saying, though, right? Like, this, they, they took a personal story, and that's where you, you get the focus. And then they kind of look at the way that that affects someone personally. Yeah. Instead of, like, you know, the, Zakovia got destroyed and millions, thousands of people died. We care a little bit, but we don't care that much. Yeah. Like, we care more about one person dying that we cared about on screen than we do a thousand people who died. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, I totally get you. So I think that's why that, that, that was that was the centerpiece, like his girlfriend dying. And that's how we identify that, like, she superheroes aren't great. Because yeah. that is often what happens. And I mean, as, as someone who reads a lot of these comic books, like, we don't, like, there's kind of this myth-making behind superheroes we don't think about like how it affected 
I mean, wasn't that kind of like a point in Civil War? Well, yeah. I mean, that that was kind of like the one that deals with it, but it didn't really deal with it that directly. Like, it, it deals with it in the abstract, but yeah, it didn't it's deal with like... it. Like, the reason why... Like, it's good for a Marvel movie, I think. And I think that they won't have this... They, they can't have the same teeth as some other movies because it's just... they have to, It has to be widely appealing. But this one, like, this is... I brutally show someone being killed in front of them and the way that, like... That person isn't going to get justice for that. It was funny because as I was watching this, I was reminded of like the first time I ever really thought of like superheroes and like the shit that they do and like how they're never held accountable. Yeah. Was an episode of the Powerpuff Girls. Mm. They like go to like another town And, like, they're fighting the bad guys, and, like, they, they cause so much destruction to the city, and, like, they're trying to be built and shit like that. And, like, I had never thought about it before, but, like, in that Powerpuff Girls episode, I was just like, holy shit, like, yeah. that's so fucked up. They, like, ruin the city most of the time. Yeah. Well, okay, I, I also think that, like, people go to movies to be entertained and kind of turn their brain off, especially Marvel movies nowadays. People yeah. just go to turn their brain off. Like, they're not really going there to, like, be engaged with art necessarily not to say that they aren't rich full of you know layers and things like that they certainly do have them because they're they're smart like some of the best writers some of the best directors mm -hmm. but i think that yeah you kind of just turn a blind eye to like what was happening on in the background like, yeah it's more about like how that was a cool cinematic shot around manhattan than it was like <laughs> these fucking destroyed buildings Yeah. And this one kind of pans the camera and looks at, like, yeah, that that really ruined someone's life. Yeah. It ruined a lot of people's lives, actually, because they have unchecked discretion. Like, it could also be, in that way, a critique of, like, power in general or, or cops or someone who has this, like, authority that we've just given given to them without really thinking about the ramifications of that authority and, like, yeah. what that means for people. They're gonna bring it up in the show. The the issue with cops. What was that? Talk about it. That basically they can't be held accountable for something that happens while the they're duty, Yeah, there you go. Like in the line of duty. Yeah. And that that, that kind of goes to that idea of like well, that was kind of the cost. And I, okay, so the reason why I brought up that, that quote that I couldn't remember is like you care about one person because it's personal but when it's a thousand people you're like yeah well they're kind of casualties of war like they're they kind of it's that utilitarianism is like would you rather the city be saved or would you rather a thousand people be killed mm -hmm. so it's it's I, and also i think that this show and what i'm excited about is that this show is going to deal with the problems of like superheroes bring super problems that probably wouldn't have existed If they had not been there, like it creates an entire whole new set of problems that probably like wouldn't have been there. Like, I think a lot of the Batman comics engage with that, that idea of like the reason why there's so many crazies is because you're the craziest one out of all of them. Like you're the one that's attracting all these crazies. Mm -hmm. Like you're a vacuum for that shit. And I'm, I'm interested to see how they engage with that in the show. Because that's a that's a that's a great idea. Like it it is holding people accountable for the shit that they did, 
And I think it also is holding, I mean, the engaged audience, holding them responsible for their role in it and how we propped a lot of these people up without even kind of thinking about it. Mm -hmm. American Gods kind of dealt with the idea of like the new gods and like being celebrity or whatever, but this is like a completely new version of it. I mean, it's not new, but it's like, it's fresh, I think. It's, It's a fresh take on the superhero genre. That hasn't really been done yeah. on screen. Yeah. So I think that's why so many people resonated with it. Because it's, it's been doing pretty well and it got renewed for season two already. Spoilers. I didn't know that. I'm curious to see how they deal with... Uh, like, will there be backlash for... Like, does this mark kind of the end of the beginning for superheroes? Or is this just the... like? You mean, does this mark the beginning of the end? Sorry, yes. Does this mark the beginning of the end for superheroes? Is a show like this kind of the signs of change? For our society in general? No, for superheroes. Fuck. What the fuck? No, I'm confused. Like, are you saying, like, in our real world, like... Yes, does this show... Is this show an omen for the end of superheroes? No. You don't think so? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. It makes too much money. I mean, not only does it make just too much money, they just like own a large percentage of what gets made. Yeah. So like they get to decide. They have such a stronghold on like cinema and film and Disney specifically. Yeah, and, yeah. and TV that they get to decide. Yeah, we're not gonna make the other shit. <laughs> so I mean, I don't know. Like, is it, how would this have been if Disney had produced this? <laughs> I don't know. I like, can't imagine because it's that fucking like, Disney. I so, like, I'm thinking about it, right? I think about it as, like, that Black Mirror episode. The 10, 10 Million Merits or whatever. Which one's that one? The one with Daniel Kaluuya and, like, he 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 falls in love with that girl. Spoilers, spoilers for whoever hasn't seen it. He the falls bicycle? in love with that girl and then, like, she decides to go in porn or whatever. Oh, the one and where you talked end, about the com- commodification of revolution? Yes. At the end, he kind of, like, is performing, you know, being a revolutionary, or like, killing himself for the cause. That was kind of his... Yeah. That was kind of the takeaway, right? But it was a performance of it at the end. Yeah. So, if Disney had produced this, it's kind of a performance of, like, yeah, you know, like, we took over everything, but we're aware of it. Like... That would have been the difference. Like, it's just trying to be meta. Yeah. But, I mean, what difference is it that Amazon put it out? They're one of the largest conglomerates yeah, in the Amazon. world. Like, there's there's a lot of irony in the fact that, like, the people who get to make stuff are also the ones producing stuff that critiques the stuff or the culture. Yeah. I don't know. Those are kind of my thoughts about the show. Anything else you wanted to add? I wrote down the hero business, and then I compared that to my hero, Academia. Talk about it. No, I was just thinking, like, is this, like, the dark timeline? Well, I think, I don't know. I, I think that, like, my hero... So, I mean, I don't know. I don't I don't want to assume anything, but is is the closest thing that Japan has to superheroes anime? Mm. And if so... Is My Hero Academia another version of the, like, you know, they're kind of superheroes? Yeah. I don't know. Is it? 
I think we're too ignorant to. Yeah, to know or I feel not. like but, we don't know enough about all that. Yeah, but I mean, I, I think that my hero is a very like optimistic look at superheroes. Like it is very much like because this is shown in like I don't think you can escape it. I don't think it can, it can escape its genre. Well, true, because like all the like corrupt people with powers are just considered villains. Exactly. Whereas here it's like superheroes are corrupt superheroes are the villains yeah like in this it's it's like the idea of kind of flipping like looking at someone's perspective who doesn't like what superheroes are doing and like who or who was affected by what superheroes did because like the difference between like something like this and even like you know avengers 2 where they're kind of dealing with the zakovia stuff right Mm mm-hmm or I think that's the Civil War. But, no, no, no. It was Avengers 2 deals with it, right? Where, like, they, um, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver are like, yeah, like, you're responsible for destroying my village or whatever. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah well, Age of the Ultimate. difference between that is, like, the superheroes are still centered and they're still the antagonist of the thing. Or not, not even, I'm sorry, excuse me. They're still kind of the the good guys in, in the entire story. Like, like, oh, it was just an accident. Whether yeah. you pick Captain America or Iron Man, they're both considered good guys. The only difference is it's a war of ideology. It's not a war of, like, who's good or bad. Yeah. Like, I, mean, I think most of the audience can agree that it's it's not about who's good in that situation. It's just about... It's a warring ideology thing. Mm-hmm. So the the camera lens for that Marvel story or most Marvel stories is still like superheroes are a good thing versus the boys. It's like it's view. It's superheroes are a bad thing. It's a terrible thing. Mm-hmm. And I think this, this still falls in line with the idea of Watchmen, which Watchmen is coming back. So I think that there is kind of an uptick on the critique of superheroes, mm-hmm. which a lot of people shit on Batman versus Superman. That was fucking terrible. Yes. But it did deal with that idea. Yeah. Of, why do we give this person unchecked discretion, which is Superman? Yeah. But, you know, it did it kind of clumsily, and it was too, like, it wanted to be Ayn Rand, because that was obsessed with him, with her. So, I, I don't know. I, I think that we are starting to see, if not the beginning of the end, kind of changing tides or, like, the cynicism growing with super the hero, the superhero genre. Like, I think... There are more people who are starting to dislike superheroes than there are than there were before. Mm-hmm. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say another thing that I remembered where like the superhero was portrayed as the asshole was uh, Doctor Horrible. Captain Hammer was a yeah. total douchebag. It's interesting to see that like superheroes are always considered like the best, even though they're usually like the frat boys and like yeah, like why do right? we like Tony Stark? He's a fucking billionaire. I don't like Tony Who just Stark. does whatever he wants. Batman is the same thing. I don't like, really care the, for Batman either. You know, like, it, it's it's all these things where, like, are they even actually all that great? Yeah. Yeah, I get you. Anyway. So, what would you rate the first episode? From one to five broken TVs. The first episode, I think I would give, like, a 4.5. Oh, so you're a big fan. Yeah, I really liked it. Then why didn't really you talk good. more? That's weird. <laughs> Because you're a fucking conversation hog. I literally gave you space to talk. 
Conversation hog. Whatever. You just didn't have shit to say. I had no shit to say. Uh-huh. You want to... Is that it? Do you want to just leave now or... Yes. Bye. No. Um, I liked it because... Well, from what I remember from the comic, like, it kind of, like, stuck with that theme. Mm-hmm. Um, what you said doesn't matter to you. What? What you said doesn't really matter to you. It doesn't. It doesn't. I mean, if it was something completely different, I'd be like, what the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. There was that. And then also, I thought the characters were really good. I I was kind of iffy about Huey. But I liked... Um, yeah, I don't know how I feel about him yet. Yeah. Here. He's too like... Uh, what's that guy from The O.C.? Uh, oh, um, The one that everybody Adam... likes? Fuck, You're fucking in love with him. Why are you I was. Like you I don't, don't remember his name. Show me the fucking wallpaper to your phone. Oh right my now. fucking god, whatever. Yes, I totally see that. He reminded me of Bill, of Bill Hader. Like, I thought he looked like him. I could see that. But I not... was like... He looks like he's Bill Hader's son or something. I could see that. Yeah, I was kind of iffy about him. Mm. That's probably why I docked it. Was just because like Huey was like, eh. Carl but Urban, I, I, I mean, loved. To be fair, in the comics, Huey was very like timid. No, that wasn't my issue with him. Like, I just thought his acting was kind of like Stiff. it was okay. Yeah, Adam Brody. There you go, Adam Brody. Yeah, I don't um, know how he, if he's a great fit for it because there is kind of like this, like I, I'm like this I'm pushed around nature, but like, like he doesn't sell it for me. Yeah, but okay, so I think that the the difference between the comics and this is like Huey was like a genuinely nice person. Yeah. Versus this guy, there was kind of like this. There's a little bit of an assholeness to him, like a, I don't know if it's like entitlement or like. Like I think I'm I'm smarter than everyone kind of mm. thing. Like he feels like his position in life is shouldn't be his position in life. I, yeah. That's what I kind of felt. Yeah. Versus like Huey's character is usually like because the reason why I compared it to like Adam Brody is because he usually feels like he he diffuses situations with like being a fast talker and like being smart. Mm-hmm. This guy kind of did the same thing. Like he would you know make like these quips when he was talking to to Billy like how am I supposed to do. Which is where Huey was just kind of like reserved. Yeah. The way I remembered him in the comics, which I could be totally wrong. I loved Carl Urban though. No, he's fucking. He's hot. He was dude. fucking amazing. He's hot. And he was fine as fuck. He's fine as fuck. Yeah. Is he actually British? No. I think he is. Is no? he? Isn't he? He was in fucking Lord of the Rings, dude. And? So we're fucking uh, Billy Boyd and what the fuck's his face? Uh, Pippin and Mary? And what's his face? Oh, no, wait. No, they are British, are they? Frodo Dominic, isn't British. Dominic is Australian, I believe. Frodo isn't. No, he's he's American. He's fucking my pal. Yeah. My pal Elijah Wood. It's my Your pal. pal. I went to lunch. I went to I went to dinner with him once. What really? No, I didn't. Like you saw him? But we we sat. We went to dinner and like he sat in the table next to us. I would have fucking fangirled. So me and Karen were like, "Did yeah, you fangirl?" That's my pal. Like that's my pal. Did you Did you say hi to him? No, we didn't say shit. We just like kept looking wow. at him. Yeah, I, I'm kind of in the same realm. Like I think it's like a strong four, like a maybe like a four point three. Yeah. Or like a decent four, you know, like a four point three, but I don't know if it's a four point five. So, something about Huey that I, I just don't care for yet. Yeah. In a way where like he's the main character, and if I don't really care that much about him, 
then I'm just like I liked everyone else more. Yeah. Same. Even Starlight. Even the main fool. What's his name? Homestead or Home? Yeah, yeah, that guy. Home Superman. Whatever or whatever. The, fuck. the the Superman stand. The Superman Captain yeah. America stand. I'm curious to see, and I'm glad that they kind of included that like that he last burned scene. the shit out of them when he first meets this, the the villains instead of like just outright showing that he's like a terrible person. Like he's very much image conscious. Yeah, I like how Billy is very like, oh no, like yeah, like he's a good, he's a decent guy. He yeah. doesn't drink, he doesn't do drugs. I'm excited. But then it's like I'm excited for them to show his story, like, Billy's story, because that shit was fucked up. I don't remember it. I'll tell you about it off off mic. Okay. So we don't spoil it for the audience. Um. So yeah. So I'll I'll, I'll do four point three, and it was approved for second season, so Yay. no need for a cookie for uh, prediction. <laughs> Anyway, all right. Well, anything else? No. Cool. Is Are we it? signing out? Yeah. Let's let's do it. All right. Go, go ahead, Michelle. Thank you. I just want to come back and say that Michelle was like still talking, <laughs> and I cut it off. You're such a dick. But yeah, uh, rate us on iTunes. <laughs> Five stars, please. Fuck you. Five stars only, please. And that's it. Peace. We'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you.